Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. We welcome everyone to Young Men, Women, and God's special Saturday night. The Lord has put on me to speak and teach a word on everyone that is not a teacher. Tonight we want to just be obedient to what God has put before me to talk about. And we thank everyone that's here. We thank everyone that's on their way, those that may have the desire to come but are not here. And we will put the recording up on Facebook because God has some real things that our people that are sitting in teaching positions and those that are being appointed to teaching positions need to know, need to know what they have taken on in their walk with Christ. And tonight we want to just expound on some of the words that God wants to speak to you about walking in the teacher's position not only in the calling, but also in the appointment. Oh, hallelujah. Father God, we come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We just thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have made. We thank you for all you have done, all you will do. But most of all, God, we just thank you for being God all by yourself. And Father God, we ask that you just let this man of God sit down and let you stand up. Let it be more you than it is to him, Father God. And Father God, share this Share this word. Let your people be able to take it in, that they may not be on their way to hell, but they'll be on their way to live and be with you for eternity. Father God, we thank you. And we bind any spirits that may come across this line tonight and they fall fast and try to hinder the word of God. And Father God, we just thank you for being who you are and what you are in our lives. Father God, we know that many may not show up, but we know the ones that you have sent to hear this word are the ones that need to know and be able to go out and share what they hear tonight. Father God, we praise you again, we exalt you, we magnify you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Again, we'll give our announcements on um, Monday night. We'll be studying in the 14th chapter of the book of Revelations. We ask you all to come join us on the same telephone number. Also, on Wednesday, we'll be opening up the Birth of Christ Revival with uh, Apostle Richie. So please come hear this awesome woman of God, and she will be the one to open up the Birth of Christ Revival for the month of December. Also, on Thursday night, we call on you all to join us in our Bible study with our church from the Bronx, New York, with Pastor Patricia Charles. I'm telling you, we have an awesome time. We're in the book of Genesis. Please join us at 7.30 up on that call. And that telephone number is the same as this, but the access code is 137-482-POUND. Again, one 
37482 pounds. Please come join us in the word of God. Mm-mm-mm. To God be the glory. Again, we thank everyone for being here. As everybody knows, even when I go preach, I like to go right into the word. Tonight, we just want to talk to you about everyone is not a teacher. There's so many people being appointed. I travel and I go to Bible studies with different people, and they sometimes the pastors are not teaching. They have turned it over to other people, but they need to understand what they're turning over to a person to teach the Word of God. And tonight we want to just talk about that, and hopefully some of the pastors have, are going to get on the line or hit us and be able to change some things around because you need to know to know if somebody is teaching and know how to teach the Word of God and have laid before God. Because God told me a lot of people, and I wrote it on Facebook, a lot of people are in positions that he did not call them to, and they're in offices that he not assigned that office to them. So tonight we just want to share on that topic. We'll be coming first out of Scripture, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 16 and 17. And it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is possible for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-mm-mm. Here we want to just say that God has put his word out there, that his word can be be corrected. You know what I'm saying? And when he's talking about correction, he's talking about in us. That God is possible for his doctrine, for reproof, and for correction, for instruction and righteousness. So so he wants us to be able to be able to share the word of God by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and be able to teach and guide people to walk in the in the fullness of the word of God. Not 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 someone else's doctrine, not somebody else's, what they want to put in. And what he means by correction also, that's why he tells us to lean not to our own understanding because if we lean to our own understanding about things in the Word of God, we may interpret it in the wrong way. And sometimes we need to be open to be corrected and what we may, we may determine what the Word is saying. So tonight, God has opened us up to understand about his word, and his word can be reproved. You know what I'm saying? That in you, it can be straightened out. It can be, it, it, it can be misunderstood some, sometimes by one person, and, and we're not even going into the part about different revelations because that's something different. But we're talking about reading the word of God and interpreting it in the right manner with the right understanding, like that. And and that goes out to all our teachers and those that have been appointed to be teachers, that you need to know that the Bible says one thing, that we need to study to show ourselves approved. A workman, not a saying, rightly dividing the word of God. We need to study, not just study the night before, but we need to constantly study as being teachers of the Word of God to be able to deliberate the Word of God 
in the right manner by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Okay? By the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be able to expound on the word. I'm still holding back Revelation because Revelation is a different movement of the word of God in each individual. So when you teach, you got to teach the word of God. To what God says in his word. And this is why the Bible tells us one thing. Let's go over to James, third chapter. And let's read what it says. Because like I said, I, I go to a lot of places. And at one time in my life, they used to call me the, the Bible school abuser. Because I used to go and, and, and get up. And to God, and that was in the young part of my ministry, I used to get up and straighten people out. And I thought I was doing something, but that was not right. I was using the gift that God gave me in the wrong manner. He gave me the gift of knowledge and understanding. I can't read the Bible like everybody else. But in the manner that I do read it, I, God has given me that, that gift that I can understand whatever I read and, and can expound on it. But I had to learn how to use it in the right manner. And this is what it says in James 3 and 1. My brethren, not, let not many of you become teachers. See, he's warning us, don't, everybody, don't let all of us try to become teachers. And we need to understand that, that everybody is not a teacher. There's two, mm, there's a gift of teaching, and then there's an appointment of teaching. And we need to know the difference. The gift is in the fivefold ministry. You'll read it over in Ephesians. I, made, I, I, I gave some to be apostles, some to be evangelists, some to be prophets, some to be pastors and teachers. Teaching is a gift that God has given under man and woman. But everybody in a fivefold ministry is not a teacher. And you we have to understand that. But yet we inside the church will appoint people to be teachers that can't teach. And we need to understand that. That's why over in James it says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in the world, he is a perfect man, able to also bribe the whole body. And we know that nobody's perfect. And what he means by perfect there, he means fully equipped. The word fully equipped. And the thing about it is that there's a, there's a judgment, a strict judgment that comes on anyone else. Mm-mm-mm. Anyone else when they teach the word of God. You know, people appoint people and don't let them know what they're walking into. Because you cannot teach an error. I, I, I had a Sunday school teacher way back and she taught something and it was not according to the word of God. She was reading out of one of those Sunday school books, and she wanted to fight me about what she said. 
until I took her to the word of God. And it was and it was about um it was about that I took her and thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing it back to me. We were talking that Sunday morning and it was the ways of sin is death. And she said that God would reward us with the gift of eternal life. And it doesn't say that. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But she was reading something that said it was, he would reward us with a gift. It's not a reward. When God gives us a gift, he freely gives it to us. There's nothing that we've done to deserve it or nothing that we've done to earn it, but he gave it to us. And she was speaking it wrong because she would have people thinking about as a reward for something, a reward for something that you have done. A gift is something that somebody just freely gives. And she she didn't break it down. I got up and I broke it down. And she was not she was not equipped to be a Sunday school teacher because she always taught an error. You gotta understand that there's a penalty for a person that's teaching the word of God, Sunday school teacher, Bible school teacher, if you're not teaching. A lot of these people get up, and some of you on this line, they know that a lot of times they don't teach you out of the Sunday school book no more. A lot of people get up and preach the whole time they're talking to you and don't let you understand, don't let you have the opportunity to question some of the things that you may think you know that you don't really know and some of the things you don't know that you need to know that you don't raise your hand but they keep on speaking and ignore you because they want to put in you what they feel it is and not give you opportunity, and that's not teaching. And why I say that, because God, I worked the job, and I'm going to talk about myself for a minute. I worked the job. I, 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 got, I lost that job with a plant closed down. And I have a job. And God sent me and opened up a door for me to become a substitute teacher at the, at the high school. In a matter of a week, I turned around and they, I, got a, I got a BA in business. They turned around, made me go to these classes, and in and the, and the next couple of months, I became a school teacher. And I was an ESL teacher. And I said, God, I didn't, I, you know, but God wanted me to learn what it was to be able to taught. I taught from high school to elementary school and middle school. And it was a blessing because I taught as an ESL teacher, and I don't speak Spanish, and I taught Spanish kids how to speak English and, was, and became teacher of the year. From, from, from not, not from my glory, but for God's glory, because it was all him that put me in there. But he wanted me to learn what it was to be able to teach on each level. And when I learned how to teach, I learned how to come, and, and people used to ask me to come when they had their family, uh, 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 when they had the uh, family reunions at the church and all like that, or on Friends and Family Day, they would ask me to come and teach Sunday school that on one of the mornings because I opened the door and let people that read the Bible, read their Sunday school lesson, because it don't make sense to read your Sunday school lesson and never get a chance to, to, expound, to expound on what the Spirit led you in. 
Because the Bible says when we come together, it's supposed to always be iron sharpening iron. And later on, I'll tell you another thing that happened, and it was nothing but the will of God. It was God moving as he does. But we need to know that every one of y'all, everybody can't jump up and want to be a teacher. And when somebody appoints you, you need to take it back to God and know that God is going to stick you in that position because even an appointed position, you know, there's some things that we get appointed to and we accept it. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't go back to God to talk about was that his will for us to be in that place. And I'm telling you, there's a pill, there's such a pillar that you could you 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 could teach an error and think that it's right and go to hell. Because nobody told you the penalty that comes and the requirements that come with being a teacher of the word of God. And I just want to let's let's go over let's go over to Luke, the sixth chapter. And this is why any of you that, that get appointed, you need to go sit under somebody that is a teacher. You need to go sit under somebody that's a teacher. Because you need to know what the format of teaching the word of God is. You need to know what the format of teaching the word of God is. I, I have a friend. I love the way she does it, and that's Pastor uh, Patricia Charles. I sat in her Bible study. She sits every one day, open up the Bible, and she reads, and they, she gives them the opportunity to expound off of what was just talked about already, and that's teaching because you need to be able to hear from your students, to know what your students know, and know to be able to correct them in the things that they don't know or they think they know, and that's teaching, you know, because if, and I tell pastors all the time, you need to go sit in your Bible study, your Sunday school, because when you sit in your Sunday school, you're able to sit back and listen to what your, what your congregation is sharing in the Sunday school lesson, you know, you, you you get to understand what they know and what they are picked up from what you preach across the pulpit to them. Are they are they are they gathering some of the things that you have spoke to them and be able to to be able to apply it to whatever's being taught in the Sunday school lesson. You can't have a Sunday school teacher that do all the talking and don't and don't let the that's not that's not the Sunday school teacher's job. The Sunday school teacher's job is to Take them through what they study and then hear what they learn. And then correct them if what they said is not right. Or be able to add on and take them deeper into a broader broader mindset of whatever's being taught. That's it. And then for the Sunday school teacher to sit there and, t- and, and speak to them about all that they know. All that they know. Because if you speak all that they know, they're taking everything that you're taking in, and that's what they walk with. And they don't ever walk in what they know. They walk in what you know. And that's not what a, that's not what a teacher is. That's why this is why this is what it says over in Luke, the sixth chapter, 
the 40th, the 39th to the 40th verse. And this is, this is, uh, this is awesome. What he said. He said, he spoke a parable to them. And this Jesus spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Well, they not both fall into the ditch. A disciple is not above his teacher. Everything will be like his teacher. Do you understand that? You're not above your teacher. You know what I'm saying? When you learn with somebody, you're not you're not above them, you're not better than them, but you will be like your teacher because your teacher will show you the method and and the and sometimes you take on his style of teaching because it's productive to your students. And that's what you want it to be. You want to be productive to your students. Let your students be able to listen. You know what I'm saying? When somebody taught me and I found around people that teach, you know what I'm saying? I took in. I didn't run around thinking I was greater than them or better than them, but I assumed the same qualities of teaching that they taught. Mm-mm-mm. Because I wanted to be a teacher, and I wanted to be able to teach in the right manner, you know what I'm saying? And according to the leadership of the Holy Ghost, you know what I'm saying, when I rely on him, mm -mm -mm. the Bible says over in 1 John, the second chapter, let no one else teach you but the anointing. Mm -mm -mm. I teach you all things that are too long. Because if we have the learning of God that's in you, you'll be able to manifest and teach all of Jesus. You'll be able, to, you, you'll be able to, to bring people to a better understanding of the Word of God. Never think that you're better. And a lot of people want to out-teach their teachers. They want, to, they want to be better than the one that taught them. You'll never be better than them. The Bible tells you that. It says, Look, it says you are not greater than your teacher. Don't, don't inspire to be as great as theirs, but you'll never be great. You'll never be greater. And the most aspiration thing that you should want to be is be like your teacher. Because when you see how the man or woman of God has been teaching in front of you, Especially in these Sunday schools, they get old and they get ready to retire and they have somebody under them that they're trying to show them the method on how to teach. You know what I'm saying? You need to, you need to draw that in. You need to draw that in, Sunday school teacher, Bible, Bible school teacher. You need to draw that in. Because when you don't, you get with some of these other people. I had a pastor that... He had, to, he had so much on his table, he had to give up teaching Bible study. And all the deacons turned around and said, well, let, let Reverend Carpenter teach. Let Reverend Carpenter teach. Because we always hear him expound and everything. And we, you know what I'm saying? In another Bible study, because we had a men's Bible study, and I would expound, but the pastor's Bible study was closed. We weren't allowed to say nothing. We had to listen to him. And there was only five of us that would go. And I went because I was part of the ministry staff. After a while, he gave it over to me. I went in there, and I let, 
I was led by the Spirit of God on how to conduct the Bible study, and it became an open form Bible study. We went from five people, and to God be the glory, not me. I'm just a vessel. We went from there to 35 people coming to Bible study. And the thing was that when it's so awesome that the pastor couldn't understand what happened, so he sent spies in there to spy to see what I was doing. And when they came, they found out that the deacons' wives, they went to other churches, was coming to see what their husbands was learning, and they were coming to sit in that Bible study too. Because that's because I let God, I let the Holy Spirit lead me in what manner that the Bible study needed to be done on. And we did it on the open forum, and people were able to share, and we would talk, and we would be in there, and sometimes we would lose time just talking about the Word of God or whatever we were studying. And that's, that's, when, you, that's when you embrace, and I embraced that for somebody else that I watched teach, that they had open forms. And they taught me about open forms. And I was able I was able to utilize that, you know, to be a benefit to that church during their Bible study. But let's go on to uh, Matthew, the tenth chapter. And I'm telling you, you know, it's the thing about allowing the Holy Spirit to be able to operate in you in your teaching. And your teacher, you know, that's why it says that over in First John. But in Matthew the tenth, the twenty fourth, and the twenty fifth verse, this is what it says: A disciple is not a brother's teacher, nor a servant a brother's master. It is even for a disciple that he be like his teacher. And a servant like his master. It's supposed to be like 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 whoever is above us is supposed to be like them. Not to try to be better than them, but to be like them. Because one thing about it, whatever whatever you whatever you, you learn from them, it'll narrow back off for you and on to your students. It'll narrow right back on them. Because They'll, they'll love, they'll love the way that you that you teach them and expound, and allow them to be able to share in the word of God. It is something when you raise your hand and the teacher ignores you. I've been I've been to Sunday school when you raise your hand and they, the, the teacher's talking so much they don't pay you no attention, and then they gotta finish what they're saying before they can get to you. I'm not, I'm not like that. And I know a lot of other Sunday school, I mean, teachers that are not like that. If I'm talking and you raise your hand, I'll stop what I'm saying and say, come on, what you got to say right now? Because your input at that very moment might be able to add on to what I was getting ready to say. That's a teacher. Whenever you was in school and you raised your hand, your teacher didn't, didn't, didn't keep on going. She stopped what she was doing and she said, you have a question? You want to say something? And you say whatever you say. And she's right on that board. She turn up. We have to give the same, the same respect to those that are sitting in front of us that we are teaching. And it's all about what you got to say because you already know what 
the word of God is saying. They're trying to learn what the word of God is saying. And you may be talking so much, blah, 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 and they never get a chance to get in to ask your question in one place that you were talking. Never, never off the ones that have taught you about teaching the word of God. Second Timothy, I like us to go to. Because it's just a time right now that that a lot of these churches need to start teaching or taking back and having classes on their Bible uh, study teachers and their Sunday school teachers. Because people are waiting and I'm telling you what what you do to them. What happens is they don't come. They don't even study the books no more. They wait for you for you to tell them what it says, and that's what they walk in. And that's not how God's word is. How can they rightly divide the word of God if you're telling them everything on how to do it? They're not going there to rightly divide it for themselves. They're waiting on you. Oh, don't worry, Bob. We ain't got to study, baby. Uh, Sunday when we go there, she go. He or he, they're going to do all the talking, so come on, let's just listen, and we take it. Oh, we go to Bible study. Don't worry about it. And he going, They're going to tell us what we got to do, and we just follow them, and blah, blah, blah. And that's not what it is. That's why God said that, that we need to rightly be able to divide the word of God. We need to be able to do that. We need to be able to talk, be taught. On what it means. A lot of people don't even know what it means to rightly divide the word of God. They read it, but it ain't been explained to them. Well, how do you rightly divide the word of God? And a lot of people don't know. Because a lot of people ain't taught them. The teachers ain't taught them how to rightly divide the word of God. Some of the teachers that teach don't even know how to rightly divide the word of God. They, they, and you ask them, well, how do you rightly divide the word of God? And they'll give you something more. Rightly dividing the word of God is knowing what God says and knowing what man says. When you read about Paul, Paul is a good one. That helps you be able to rightly divide the word of God. He says, this is what the, this is what the Lord says, but by the authority he gave me, this is what I say. So now, how do I rightly divide that? I go what God says. I appreciate what you said, Paul, but I'm rightly dividing the word because the word is, is God, not man. Hmm. You got to know and understand about rightly dividing the word of God. As we move over <laughs> to Second Timothy. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. You got me <laughs> expounding. I thank you. I, I, I don't want to see nobody go to hell or be caught up in, in teaching the word of God and 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 the people and the people are not benefiting. You know, people will come to Sunday school. They'll come as they they've been doing since their childhood. They'll come to Bible study, and they'll tolerate all that that you do. You know what I'm saying? Because when you teach, you're supposed to be able to hear from your students. If you can't hear from your students, you don't know what you don't know what they know. And believe me, if you speak in any error or whatever and they're walking in it, you're going to be held accountable. 
you will be held accountable. It says here, be diligent to present yourself and prove to God a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See that? Be diligent to present yourself and prove to God a workman does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. We, we need to be able to know, to know, to know what we know about the word of God and being teachers of the word of God. And if we if we study, we study, and we go into the word of God, you know, you know, one thing about I'm not a preacher, I'm a teacher, I teach the word, I don't preach. I I, I wish one day that I could preach, but that that's not what God called me, he called me to teach the word of God. And and when you're a teacher, you're supposed to be able to go from one scripture to another scripture to give confirmation to the scripture that you just spoke because the word will complement the word. And that's teaching the word of God. That you be able to go lightly divide the word of God, go to other places that will that will give evidence to what you were saying in one place about God what God was saying that God will give his own his own, okay, his own approval of what was said in another place that you, even though you were talking in two different places in the word of God, that one will give uh, 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 confirmation to what you said over here in that word of God. And that's how you should be able to teach the word of God is the word of God gives confirmation to the word of God. I've been doing this a long time, and I'm telling you, it is something that you need to be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who is need, who who does not need to be ashamed. You don't need to be ashamed of nothing. You need to be you need to be able to stand up and say, This is what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. And I'm telling you, uh, uh, in my younger days when God started using me to teach the word of God and Bob, like I said earlier, I used to just they, my 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 brother my god brother used to call me a bastard bastard, and then I go to my Bible study and they be speaking this and then they that ain't the word of God and I take them to another scripture to show them how to line up, and he said he told me I needed to stop that and then I sat and talked I had not talk with God and I had to sit down because. I was abusing the gift that God gave me by abusing other people and pushing out my knowledge of the word and trying to shame them that they didn't know what they were talking about. And that's not what God wants us to do to one another. God wants us to be able to do what the word says, that whenever we come together in the word, it should be iron sharpening iron, not me beating down somebody's pastor. And then the pastors, they used to preach, and I go to their church, they'd be watching me the whole time, because they wanted to make sure that I that I know that they can study that word of God, but that's not what it's about. And when you're a teacher, you gotta understand it's not for you to be able to pour out and show people how much you know to convince them that you are who you say you are. But it's for you to be able to let them come with their 
by you in your teaching to be able to expound on what you taught and be able to correct them if they if they're not right in what they're saying. But you won't know if you don't let them speak up and what they have took taken in. And we need to understand that. I want to go into another part, and this is this is that that we are we are all in the body of Christ appointed teachers. Everybody don't walk in the gift, but they, but appointed because even as we get the word and we and I teach the word, I teach you. You're supposed to be able to go home. The Bible says, and it lets us know over Proverbs, and and I love that what it says in Proverbs that to bring up a child in a way that it shall not say. And when you bring up your child and teach him and train him in the word of God, you 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 as a parent are doing what God has instructed you to do, to be able to teach and train your child according to the word of God. So you do have a place that you are supposed to teach. Everybody is not teaching the body of Christ, but everybody is teaching some people individually inside the box. And we want to talk about that for a minute. That, that you know, you, you have to understand what you're saying up on that. And also, you want to expound on teaching people and bringing people into Christ. The Bible says in Second Timothy 2 and 1, it says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men. And who will be able to teach others also. See, God is saying that, that what you have heard, you know what I'm saying? He wants you to be able to expound and be able to teach other people how to walk right and come to Christ and be able to know that in Christ that they can find life and be able to walk in the right mindset through their life here on earth. And you'll be able to teach them because of the teachings that you heard. But if I tell anyone anything tonight, anyone that is not called to be a teacher, any lay person, always, whatever you hear on Sunday, go home and restudy it again. Anything that you hear, out of the man or woman of God's mouth, go home and reproof it yourself and, and look for the place that it may need some correction in what they say. Because you can't take things. God said put no trust in man. Let me tell you something. You can't trust everybody to tell you the truth. And you want to know the word of God. Because when you share the word of God, you want to be able to share it with your family or your children and you want to share them the unadulterated word of God and teaching them how to walk right in the word. In Romans, let's go to Romans 2, and, 2 19 and 21. 2 19 and 21. This is what he said. Mm-mm-mm. And our confidence, let me go up there, and know this, his will, and approve the things that are excellent being instructed out of the law. And our confidence that you yourself are a guide to the blind, 
See, see, here he goes telling you that being that you have knowledge that those that can't see and are in the body of Christ now but are still blind, that you can be a guide to them to be able to walk them into the truth because of what you heard and being a child of God from the teachers and the pastors and the evangelists and all of them that are over you, the things that you have heard of sound doctrine of the word of God that you'll be able to expound and be able to teach those that are around you that are blind. So watch what it says. A light and be a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish and a teacher of babies, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. You therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself teach? You gotta be able to teach yourself. And the thing about it that when you want to teach somebody, you gotta be able to teach your own self according to the word of God. That's why I think whatever you hear, lay people, go back and read it. Because you need to know that it is the truth. You need to you need to be able to know the word of God. That when you go back out and expound on it to someone else and you want to teach somebody else about the word of God that you know it's the truth because you wouldn't taught yourself on the teaching that you already got. You got to be able to teach yourself. When I when I look at TV and I hear some of the TV evangelists, I go back and read what they say because I, I mm-mm, let me check it out. And I found some of them to be in error according to the word of God. And I was able to able not to take it in and be able to correct myself. I tell them I tell the pastor this when I was out in the flea market. I told her on the phone. I said I let somebody pour something into me, and I didn't. Go back and look, and I accepted it for what it was, and it wasn't right. And I had to, I had to shake it off and go back and let God make me understand. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't what I do. I don't know why they saying that, but that ain't. And I, and I had to shake it off. And then I lost that moment that I needed to do what I'm telling you that we all need to do is take it back to the Word and sit in it and meditate on it and say, God, show me what you're saying. Because you want to know for yourself before you tell anybody. And I'm glad I didn't tell anybody else what I heard, and I just dealt with myself with it and found out that what they were telling me wasn't even right. You know what I'm saying? But I took it off face value, off the person that they usually said some, some credible stuff according to the word of God. But I, 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 have to, I have to go back to what I tell everybody else. I can't put no trust in no man. I got to go back to the word of God. Because I need to know what I need to know. And I'm telling you right now, when you hear it, go back and teach yourself about what you heard. That when you get ready to teach somebody, you know that you taught yourself about it. You taught to God about it. You went and you laid and you meditated on the word to know, to know, to know what it is. That when you speak it, you know this is what God showed you it was. Let's go over to Titus. And this is something we don't see no more in the church. And I, I, I'll be glad when it when it rises back up. But I just wanted to, I, when I want to go on into the study, <clears throat> I really wanted to touch upon this. Titus, the second chapter, the third to the fifth verse. And it says, Ooh. The older women, likewise, 
that they be reverent and behavior, not slander, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things. See, we're, the older women should be teachers of good things. We should start seeing some of the older women in the church be able to teach us younger people in the church. Because God has given them a place to be teaching. Now watch what God says. He says that they acknowledge the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be discreet, chasing, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may be may not be blasphemed. And this is what he tells the older women. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed and have nothing evil to say about you. This is what he told the older women. Not only about the young women, but also young men. But today the young the older women wanna look like the young women. They don't want to expound and, and try to teach them because they want to still be young. Come sit in the seat that God gave you. God gave you wisdom in your age of being in the church to be able to be a wise woman of God for for a young man to be able to come to you or a young woman to be able to come to you and, and, and not look at you like, 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 like they're looking at themselves or looking at somebody that is more mature in the word of God than they are and be able to teach them some of the things that they don't know. Hmm. We call on you. And as I end this tonight, I want to just speak out of Matthew. The 19th chapter. <clears throat> and I'm hoping that everybody that may listen to this, everybody that might be here, you know, we get something out of this about teaching. You know, everybody can't teach you. And you need to know who you want to sit up under the detour. Because everybody don't teach the word of God. And you, you want to hear and understand the word of God. You want to be taught the word of God. You want to be able to raise your hand and be able to expound. You can't raise your hand on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So why not be able to raise your hand in Bible study? Why not be able to raise your hand in Sunday school and be able to elaborate on what you, said, what you thought the word is saying? Let me tell you something. Because even lay people must understand that if you teach somebody an error, there's a punishment you receive too. People don't tell you this. Go out and spread the gospel. Yeah, Jesus told us that, but then Jesus told us, and you read the word of God, you'll find out that you go out and teach people in error, their blood is going to be held on to your hand. When I was growing up, you could hear that. Nah, I, I, you don't mess with them. They, they, you, you, them people get messed up, that, their blood is going to be on your hand. You don't even hear people talk about that no because everybody wants to be a teacher. Everybody wants to show somebody they know something. But you better know to know to know what you know because if you, if what you're teaching is error. Later on, you find out and you're going to talk some people all the way 
in Africa somewhere or something, some, some stuff. How are you going to get back over there to straighten it out? Or the Bahamas, or somewhere wherever you went. That's why you need to know. That's why you need to know about taking on that requirement, taking on the requirements of being a, a, a Sunday school teacher, Bible, Bible study teacher, or whatever. You know, you need to know. And even you lay people that go out and want to expound on teaching the Word of God to those that are blind and don't know the Word of God. Let's, let's, just, let's just read what it says over in Matthew 5 and 19. Because this is stuff that God gave me that people don't even teach, teach nobody. They just point you in position. Give you your office. Tell you this. Tell you that. And you never know the requirements and the penalties that come with the office that you have if you mess up and don't walk in the right order. They don't tell you. They don't tell you. And you wake up, you wake up one morning dead and find yourself in hell and don't know why you did. And so you did everything right because nobody told you. In the 19th verse, it says, Who, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so, shall he be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whatever does, but who, whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-mm-mm. So that means that any of us that teach, and they say the commandments, but with the commandments, which was the law and the word of God, during the time that this was written. But, and, and we're in the New Testament, so any of us that teach the word, word of God, and we teach it in error, there's a purity. There's a punishment that we're going to receive. So, and those that teach it right, that, that God got a place in the word that he just said that those that teach it right shall be in the kingdom of God. And he shall be called great in the kingdom of God. Because you're not teaching the word of God in error. And that's why I'm telling you, go back to the word of God. Know it for yourself what God says. Don't take it on the surface of what somebody's telling you or what somebody taught you. This is what it is. Whatever they teach you, if it's, if it's right and the truth of God, when you go back and look at it, it'll line up. It will line up with the word of God. Because even you lay people that go out and teach, there's 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 a consequence in you teaching the word of God in heaven. And for all y'all on this line or may hear this this recording, one thing that no, if you get appointed to that position as teacher, and go sit up on somebody or go around somebody that taught the word of God or teaching the word of God. So you will know the requirements that come in with teaching and be able to, to, to open yourself up to the right format of what teaching the word of God is, is all about. 
Because everybody want to preach. But you know what? Today, it's changing. Everybody want to teach. When I grew up, everybody wanted to preach. Now today, everybody want to teach. But everybody ain't called to teach. And I just, I, 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 God brought me here tonight just to share that with y'all about everyone that's not called. Everyone that's not called to be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and know that there's penalties that come with teaching. Then somebody may have not told you and may not have let you know. And know that, and know that there's, there, there's a way. Even Jesus, when he taught, the, the apostles were able to ask him questions. Go read your Bible. When Jesus taught, they were asking questions. And he was sitting down and explaining things that they had questions to ask. Today, we go in the Sunday school, we go in the Bible study, and some of them, we can't even ask a question. We can't even get in because the teacher is talking more than the students, and it's not supposed to be like that. The students should be talking more to the teacher, and the teacher should be there to give them correction and reprove the word of God that's in them. That's what the teacher should be there for. But we thank God tonight for this teaching. I'm hoping that somebody got, hope y'all wrote down some of them scriptures that, and you can go back and look over this yourself and be, and be able to, to, to just um, expound on it. In 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 the in the right manner, and and things like that. So, you know, uh, you're always gonna have people that don't believe in God, and it's all right because at the end of their life, if if they believe that it ain't no God, you know what I'm saying. I always thought about this with 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 unbelieving people. What in the, what would be if there is no God? You know what I'm saying? How did all this come about? We just popped them out of the ground somewhere or whatever. But if there is a God and you haven't served a God, would you enjoy going to hell and being burnt up for the rest of your life? Or would you want to take the opportunity to say, let me seek out and find out if there's a God? But you know what? I ain't here to change nobody's mind. You live the life you want. I have somebody around right now. And they talk and jump, but they live the life they want to live. You know what I'm saying? That's why I love the God I serve, because he said, let every man and woman work out their own soul and salvation. If they, if, if, you know what? One thing about it, if there ain't no God, at least I took the opportunity to serve a God, and, they, and if there ain't no God, ain't nothing different going to happen that's going to happen to that person that, that says that religion is a faith. But if there is a God, whoo, what on them? Because they didn't even take a chance to, to see who he was and take a chance to say, you know what? Maybe I better be on both sides of the thing. So the thing about it is being able to know who your high power is and knowing who you worship, who you serve, and who you walk with. And then you know who's doing the things in your life. And you know that some of the things that are done in your life, it wasn't done by no man, but it was done by, by, by your God that stepped in and made things right. With that, I'm going to leave that alone. 
because um, I'm not here to debate with anybody in my in my um in my inbox room. But to God be the glory. Again, I'm I'm hoping that everybody got something off of this tonight. And I'm hoping that y'all go back and y'all read the word of God and look up about teaching and 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 and, and, and dig down in there and know the right manner that you need to be able to go out, speak the word of God to people and teach people the word of God. Because today people need to know because I'm I'm teaching in the book of Revelation and the times that I'm reading right now, they're coming they're coming to pass. You know, I didn't say I'm not saying Jesus is gonna come today or tomorrow, but I know that the events are taking place that's showing that his coming, his time of coming is very near. <clears throat> so with that, we wanna say we thank everybody for joining us. I don't know if anybody wants any prayer. If there is I'll open the floor for anyone that might want some prayer. Um, And we just open the floor to anybody that might want some prayer uh, right now, and we'll pray for them. But, again, go back and study that and know that everyone is not called to teach the word of God. Everyone is not called to teach the word. Anyone want prayer? All right. Well, with that, we again, we thank you all. Please join us on Monday night for our Bible study as we're teaching in the book of Revelation. Come and join us as we will be in Chapter 14. We thank everyone for, for coming. We thank everyone for joining us. To God be the glory. As we always say in leaving this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we always say, we love everyone. We love you, we love you, we love you. And as I always say in the evening, smooches, smooches, smooches. Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. Enjoy your weekend. Please go in the sanctuary of God tomorrow and lift up his holy or precious name. With that, we're going to say good night, good night, good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.